Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to episode 128 of the Highly Relevant Podcast, a Latinx show where I interview the people and discuss the moments that are shaping our American and Latino pop culture. Voodoo. I could do what you do. Believe me. Niggas give me heebie-jeebies. <laughs> okay, so what you just heard is Gina Rodriguez from Jane the Virgin fame, who this past week uploaded an IG video where she's seen saying the N-word as she was singing along to the Fugees, Ready or Not. So this caused a major social media backlash from the African-American community, and it's also sparked a cultural debate on who is allowed to say the N-word and who isn't. For me, there's no better person to talk to about this than my good friend, Mike Sargent, filming culture critic who you can see on Fox Business News with Maria Bartiromo. And you can hear him also on WBAI Radio in New York City. Mike, man, a lot to talk about with this again, huh? You know, here's the thing. I think it's a complex uh, issue. I think it has to do with race. I, I think it has to do also with personality. And I also think it has to do with ignorance. And I also think it has to do with arrogance. I think all those four factors come into play. This is why a celebrity, Mike, pays the ultimate sacrifice of their privacy. But like anything else, you say if they don't like you, they meaning the public, like meaning you're, you're in or out of favor. And, and then the question is, why do they like you or not like you? Why is it some people can weather controversy, others can't? Mm, why Donald Trump some- can weather all the controversy on a global level. And it just well, he, bounces right off of him. And well, it bounces off of him for, for a number of reasons. Part of it is because of you know who he appeals to, okay, and why he appeals to them. The the things he appeals to are run deep with people. They're very deep. So so to deny deny him is to deny a part of themselves. You know, if you're if you're someone who who embraces their ignorance or embraces their whiteness or or wants to be rich and not give a fuck, I mean, if you are any of those things, Donald Trump's your man. Okay, rappers used to sing about Donald Trump. Okay, before he you know revealed himself to be what he is to everyone. So I think that's something. But like you said, you know, if you're a, if you're a celebrity. You're already dealing with the fact that you have fame, you have influence. People are going to pay attention to what you say. Some people abuse that, but some people are also cavalier in terms of uh, how they 
come out and speak out. Even somebody like Oprah can put her foot in her mouth, and she's done that too. I want to talk a little bit about the usage of the N-word, who can and who can't. We've gone through this on a social level, many interviews, panels, conferences, speeches, essays. There's a lot of literature on why this is the case. Now, I want to be able to explain to you before you give me your answer on why I think Gina Rodriguez is once again a little shocked about this. And I I might be completely wrong here, but I'm going to be genuine with an opinion of experience. This is like empirical evidence on my end because I lived it. When you're you're Latino, growing up in the 80s, when hip-hop was just forming, if you were a kid... And you listen to hip hop, that was the peak of your musical interests. It was hip hop. And we all lived sort of that origin story of one of the greatest American legacies. And a lot of the words that was used in those lyrics was the N-word. As culture is, when something gets hot and something is cool, that culture begins to trickle down trickles down to vocabulary, trickles down to rhetoric. And the N-word, the way I grew up hearing it, was the synonym of dude. We used to throw that word around playing stickball, playing chase, playing whatever. You grew up because you thought that there was nothing wrong with that word, and that word would kind of meant dude, friend, yo. So it's not until... America became woke. We all understood the ramifications of what that meant. I think Gina feels majorly a part of the black community and urban more than anything. And I think she was saying it also in a way that wasn't meant to offend. She was just repeating, I think, a line off of a lyric, if I understood the news correctly. So, All right. Well, a couple of things I'll say here. Um, I agree with your hypothesis, and I understand contextually what you're saying, uh, and I definitely agree when you're young. I mean, there are kids. I live uh, in Harlem. I live uptown in what was – it's still pretty predominantly Dominican, but, you know, some kids hang out on my stoop, and they call each other, yo, my nigga, yeah, my nigga, yeah, yeah. They, they say it all the time, okay? Um, and sure, kids do that. The kids still do that. Yes, it was. It got big in the eighties when rap started to get big, uh, but it's still in the nineties. Okay, but when you get older, and I'm going to give you a, a, a comparison here. But when you get older, you you should know better. And I'm just going to give you one track on this Gina thing here, and then I'll give you the second track. You should know better. Gina's 35. Okay, she's not 15. She's not 20. She's not 25. She's 35. Okay, that's one. Two. This is not the first time she has let's just say, not acknowledge her blind spots in how she speaks, speaks. I mean, there, there are a number of them. So, you know, from where I'm sitting, it, it just as a member of the black community, I would say that people like Gina uh, want to be down. She wants to be she down. She wants to be like black, Mike. Let's just be she, honest. Well, I'll call it want to be down. You know, want to be down with being black. Um, and by let's, the let's way, say, I don't think Gina's the only Latina girl that wishes listen, that she were black. I'm you can't blame her, man. Black. Listen, I'm not saying she wants to be black. I'm saying she wants to be cool. She wants to be hip. She wants to be down. That's what we would call it in the black community. But here's the problem. And, and here is the, the, the problem is, like you said, we are more woke now. 
And I'll give you the perfect example, okay? As a man, okay, I consider myself to be a fairly evolved male, closet feminist, all these things. But just like you said, there are a lot of things I grew up uh, uh, saying, phrases I grew up saying that I never thought of as being derogatory. But now I have to catch myself when I say it. It's something I might say in private company uh, uh, if I don't catch myself, all right? But it's something that I wouldn't say in public. Gina has done this type of thing a number of times where she wants to be down. And I don't think she just wants to be down with black people because the ways in which she's gotten in trouble with black people is because she's trying to be down as a Latina, as a woman where she corrected our boy uh, Zilla when he talked about Yara Shahidi being uh, an inspiration for black women. She had to correct him and say, so many women. And, And Zilla had to point out to her, well, for black women, we need a whole other level. He, he was trying to, you know <laughs> what I'm true. saying? And and she didn't get that. She never comp. She never apologized. She just she kind of blew it off. Then later on, she did the same thing when when. But she again, did this listen. Stuff. I, I, I'm, I think. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying. People, people. Now that's one time. I could go into the other time when she had that conference at Power Lunch, and, and she had no Afro Latina women. And when called on it, she kind of blew it off. So I'm saying that she has. And this, that's two of three or four times where she's done things that show she's got blind spots when it comes to race. That's, yeah, exactly. That's my point. And to and me, it's, and spots, those blind spots to me, Mike, is yes. naivete. Well, you see, you could say that if she weren't 35 and a public figure. When you're 35 and a public figure, you have to kind of get with it. You got to get woke or shut up. Yeah. You know, I mean, if if you're De Niro, okay, you're seventy something, you don't give a crap. You're gonna say how you feel, okay? Uh, but at thirty five, you still got a career ahead of you. You you have to be conscious. Maybe you're gonna sing uh, those rap lyrics to your favorite song when you're with your friends, but you don't necessarily share that on social media when you know it is something. When you should be aware. Well, I was gonna say she wasn't aware. You should be aware. There there are songs that had the word. Uh, all kinds of derogatory words in it. Are you going to get on and sing sing them? Now, I particularly, it wouldn't necessarily offend me uh, if Gina sang this song because I'm not a fan of Gina anyway. So it wouldn't make me like her any less or any more. But I do think overall, looking at this picture, I don't know Gina, but looking at this picture, how she's put herself out there, the kind of things she said and her reaction makes her less and less likable as a person. Forget her acting ability. That's what I'm saying. I think this was really um, a little overkill from from social media. Um, it always is. I, I, I understand that there's a problem with that, but I think for the intensity uh, that it took, that's where I think it's not about what she did, but it's the fact that she's not likable. Uh, well, I think she's not likable, but like I said, why she's not likable? First of I all, I thought I thought that the reasons. Golden Globe moment was the was a sort of a reaffirmation that she is likable, and that the industry loves her. But maybe the industry loves her, but the fans don't, or or maybe black the black community doesn't like her. Well, maybe for these slip ups, 
But I just start to feel like they're microing her, waiting for something to happen. Because here's why I don't think that that's that this is that big of a deal. First of all, she look at intent and context. She was doing her hair, singing a song to a Fuji song. Well, you see, but the issue is not with the song. The issue is not with the creator of the song. And the issue is not with the playing of the song. The issue is her singing, her not being, her being Gina Rodriguez, not just being a Latina, but her being Gina Rodriguez singing this song. When Gina Rodriguez has been racially tone deaf and she's going to sing this song, that feels like something else than what it would be if Jack Rico was singing that song and you and I were dancing at an event and singing the song together. I think it would be interpreted very differently. I don't think people would go, hey, Jack Rico said nigga. Right. I don't think people would be screaming like that. But I think Gina Rodriguez, who has, let's just, she's got a history and she's been a kind of belligerent about it. And again, not to say, I don't think, like I think like you do, I don't think she did any awful crime and I don't think that was her intent. But her reaction starts to paint a picture of someone who is not interested in uh, really um, acknowledging somehow how some of the things she says are tone deaf. And I also fault social media in this particular aspect when they essentially didn't even accept her apology, which if you see it, it looks like an apology. Like, hey, I'm staring at you at the camera. There's no reason for me to do this. I am apologizing. And they're like, I don't don't think it was genuine enough because you kept on saying the word if. First of all, she's saying it because it's an expression. Like it's it's almost a cliche way of apologizing. I'm sorry, if I offended anybody. Well, they get on her for that. She then goes ahead and deletes the if and writes the apology. And that's when I said, I think that's when you lost the game, Gina. Because now social media flexed and you caved. So now they know that you're always going to cave. There's so many examples of people who have been built up and torn down by social media. Rose McGowan, you know, you know, it's like she she rose because of social media, but she also fell because of social media because they can track your ascension just as quickly as they can track your stumble or your fall. So in my opinion, Gina stumbled and has stumbled a few times and is still doesn't get it and her attitude seems to be you know again i'm not saying that this is her attitude but it seems to be that she doesn't understand what she's really done wrong she knows she upset people but she doesn't understand why they're so upset so explain to me exactly who can say it and in what way can they say it singers if you're singing it as opposed to singing in a conversation like what, what are the rules behind this So if something has a history of being derogatory, when it comes out of the mouth of anybody who's not black, well, I would suggest that you don't say or do it in person. Now, if you and your homies are hanging out and you call each other nigga, yo, nigga, yo, my nigga, you know, and that's how you talk, that's fine. But I don't think that necessarily that you should be doing that in a public setting, okay, or a public forum, okay, because you're going to offend some people. Right. I, I, I just want to know if it's as extreme and definitive as is. Like, no one can say it outside of an African-American. Well, you know, again, like it, the, everything, it's context. Now, in my opinion, the context of you and your friend and Latino buddy saying it, yeah, I think it's okay to say. I, I, I personally, 
but I'm not, you know, clearly not the arbiter of, of, of you're not, you're not the, the, I'm not the censor police. I'm not the censor police, but in terms of now, I'm not someone who's offended, you know, unless someone is specifically saying it to me in a derogatory way. I mean, I have friends who still use that term, uh, when they talk, when they joke, you know, is there ever a context for humor for using it or for, for friendliness, uh, that's for use it? Sure. But that, that, those are black folks with black folks. Now, I mean, do I have white friends who, who have tried to say it or who have said it or, or, or have I, have I, I mean, let's put it this way. I can't tell you how many white people I have met, met and to show me that they, in, to use the phrase, want to be down, they go, Hey, brother, how you doing? Now, is it disingenuous? When it comes from yes, a white person, it's awkward too. <laughs> okay, it's awkward too. But what is that white person trying to tell me? That they're he wants to, tell- to exactly. It's, he it's wants their to be way down. to connect. Exactly. Now, is it awkward? Is it dorky? So they it, they, they, it, they 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 but, step off their identity as a white man. Well, they're trying to relate to you, or and what they're they trying to relate your- to you. Exactly. I think for years, a lot of Latinos had no sense of their own history in this country. They understood their history in Latin America. Um, they understood their history in Spain. Um, but when it came to America, who was documenting the ebbs and flows of the Hispanic community? It just seems like there's really not much information out there for that. I didn't get any history lessons about U.S. Hispanics in, in, in history. I studied Latin American studies, but not U.S. Hispanic studies. There's really not much out there. You know, somebody once said that Cesar Chavez was the closest thing we had to Martin Luther King. And the gap is huge between those two. There's an invisibility that hurts, that that is full of pain. The pain that African-Americans went through when you just look at the timeline from the moment they got here to America until today, you know, nothing is equivalent. But yet... We're going through a different type of pain. And in that pain, we feel like anybody who goes through a pain, hey, let's just kind of commiserate together. And so I think that there's a lot of an extension, a desire from Hispanics to be a part of the black community because they see themselves with the black community in many respects. And I think it's those nuances that they find, the ones that they attach themselves to. You know, and it's a form of either sisterhood or brotherhood that 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 I think it's kind of beautiful. I think Gina has always meant to do these things in a way where they weren't going to offend anyone, and I do truly believe that she is shocked by it. Well, I think I think she continues to be. I think when she made that comment about. Uh, when Black Panther came out, which was one of her first controversies, she's like, oh, yeah, Marvel's killing it with uh, diversity, but where's the Latinx uh, um, characters? Now, she just meant to be, you know, empowering for Latinos. But what she didn't mean to do was to take Black folks' moment away from them. She didn't understand then why she was getting called out. I think for Gina Rodriguez, what she needs to really do is... Look for a new management team. <laughs> yes. That's why I think a manager, a really good manager, can tell her, I'm talking to Gina the business, not Gina the person. Listen, uh, you want to be in the you want to be 
in the news or social media for the right reasons. You know, I, I don't necessarily think it used to be that uh, any publicity is good publicity. I don't think that that's necessarily the case anymore. If you're not careful, like like a LeBron James, you know, where you're talking out of turn, you're speaking out your ass, and then you got to back up. He was truthful, you know? though. So he, yes, was he was truthful. He was, but. See, but, but he see, gets he knocked down. So, so I, I, I'm just sick of the hypocrisy of, his, of yeah, us, man. We want people to, be, people to be truthful. And when we're truthful, we get punished for it. You know why? Because people want us to self-destruct in front of their faces, and then they want to cover it step by step. Mm. Because it sells papers. Because it's a business. That's what I don't like. It's this clickbait culture, the cancel culture that we're living in. Dude, it, we it's become ugly. It's become mean. It's it's people are out to get you. And I feel that Gina is a part of that bubble, man, and I don't know how she can get out of it. I mean, the only way is really changing people around her. I concur. <laughs> All right, Mike, and uh with that said, wishing Gina a lot of luck and success. I hope she gets out of this one. She'll be fine. But uh I think she, she'll be fine. She keeps it in the bud. She's, yeah. she's, She's got Carmen Sandiago coming. She's got a new series on on the Disney Channel coming, Diary of a Female President. So she's going to be all right. All right, Mike. Thanks a lot, man. All right, man. That's it for episode 128 of the Highly Relevant Podcast. I want to thank Mike Sargent for dropping by. And if you'd like to support this podcast, please spread the love on social media and tell all your friends about it. You can reach me on Instagram at Jack Rico and on my Facebook page at Jack Rico 40. Remember, it's only through your support that our show can grow. I'm Jack Rico. See you next week on another episode of Highly Relevant. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.